0: This is Masks Off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us. Remove your masks. Live your life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Masks Off. I am Kim and I'm Tia and we're so glad that you're here with us today either viewing or listening. Today we're going to talk about taking things personally. So in the last episode we talked about the martyr mask and what we like to do is maybe one episode try to talk about a mask and then in another episode we just try to go into a teaching or go into a deeper dive and explain things a little bit more. So that's what we're going to do today and I'm going to start with a quote, and this one is by Don Miguel Ruiz, so from The Four Agreements. He says, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream." When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Mm -hmm. What words to live by. Oh my goodness. I love those words. I love those words. Like that is one of the things if I could just wave my magic wand like I always talk about in other episodes and wait and sprinkle my pixie dust. There we go. And I would sure. sprinkle it all over my kids and <laughs> so that they would be immune to the opinions and actions of others. Mm-hmm. So difficult to do. It is. It is so incredibly
1: difficult. difficult. And watching YouTube, There's a cat making an appearance. So yes, yes. <laughs> yeah so I mean it's, going- it's literally how many times are we offended how many times are do we take it personally and and the other way around, how many times have you said something to someone and they completely take it out of context yes and it's like that's that is honestly not what I meant I mean there's times yes people are spot on right yes, and we' didn't, we aren't willing to recognize it, but so many times it's not I remember it was like a super soul Sunday or one of one of oprah's Uh, episodes with Brené Brown, if you remember this.
0: I've watched them, but tell me again. I may have forgotten the scene.
1: It was, and I'm just paraphrasing from memory. Um, Brené was talking about how you can can create these stories and take things personally, and Mm. she was using the example of, and I don't know if it was an actual example or not or that was just something she made up, but if her and Oprah were walking to the area and if Oprah had made a noise, like a grunt or some, some sort of noise, and she could have taken yes. it, like, remember that? Yes. And she's like, oh, she doesn't want to be here. You know, the story you create in her head, when in reality, her toe hurt in her shoe or something, you know? Yes. So it's like even a look, a little sound. I mean, I'm sure you have that with your kids. I'll, I'll make a noise. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you saying? I'm like, I was reading an article on my computer and <laughs> reacting yes. to that. I didn't even know what you were talking about. You know, and vice versa, same thing. Yeah. I take things personally. I'm better at it, but I still do it because we're, we have our lenses. We have our stories. We have our thing in our mind that's occurring when reality is it may not be.
0: It's so true. I, I can think particularly, it happens a lot um, with my husband, <laughs> where he will, you know, say something, he'll ask me for my opinion on something, mm. And I'll give my opinion, and then he'll go in a completely different direction with it. And almost all the time, I take that personally. Yeah. Like he doesn't risk, re- then I'll go in my head. Here's the story I tell. Okay. In my head, I start to say, well, he doesn't respect me. He doesn't respect my opinion. You know, what I say doesn't matter. And on and on it goes. And like today, it was interesting because on. Um, we are setting up for uh, my daughter's graduation party mm-hmm. for Saturday. So the people came with the tent table and chairs. And he has been saying for the last couple of days that he wasn't sure if he really wanted to have the tent set up, if it, we needed it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. He, so it was really interesting for me to go out there when the guys came and I did the whole thing and to tell them like, okay, this is where the tent goes. This is where the tables are going to go. And, you know, I said, um, but I'm just warning you, my husband might come out and change the whole entire thing (laughs) right? (laughs) because (laughs) just heads up. I've learned though so many times that is what has happened in Mm -hmm. the past where, you know, I've made a phone call, I've set something up, maybe I've made a reservation for dinner or whatever. And then he would come in and he would change it. Mm. And it absolutely, like when I think about it, really think about it, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me being incompetent, which is where I go to because that's like a wound within me, right? That's a hole. Right. That I need, that I feel from my own, but when, so, or when he triggers and says something yeah. when really it's just his personality to just want things his way or a certain way. Mm-hmm. So he's coming from his own patterning of like, he might not, he might ask me, but really at the end of it, he's going to do what he wants to do because that's what's logically making sense to him in his mind. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: He's He's not even thinking about you.
0: He's not even thinking about me. Mm -mm. He's not even thinking about it. Mm -mm. You know, we do so many projects around our house and we have in all the houses we've lived in. And he'll say to me, so what do you think about putting like the couch here or putting this there? And then, you know, I would say after a while, why do you even ask, right? Because I would get so upset, like, and take it so personally. Yeah, yeah. When, if I said, well, I think the couches would look good like this. And then he'll maybe put, okay, no, we're going to put him this way. Like he just thinking that he thinks that anything I say just doesn't have any value or merit to it when that's so not it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I will say in our
1: house, I decide where the furniture goes and he may have an opinion. So I'm the, it's the opposite in that, in that that example here where it's like, yeah, but no, it doesn't look good. So I'm just going to, you know, and it's not, you don't know anything it's
0: right it's right just so an area take-
1: where like I it's and I am not a de- interior designer or anything and there's only so many ways it can go but like I'll rearrange the whole thing and he'll be like you you rearranged it I'm like mm-hmm. just need yeah. a little change but I didn't yeah. ask for an opinion I don't ask you know and yeah. it's not it's just <laughs> I get a bug up my butt to do it and I just do it <laughs> yeah
0: So it's the opposite here. It's the opposite. You're seeing it from a different lens. Like you just said, your lens is just like, okay, I just want to be creative or I just want to move things around. I just want to do this. Mm -hmm. And you're not even thinking about the other person. And that's Mm -hmm. how my husband is. Like He has such creativity when it comes to, like he's really good at decorating and putting, he really is good at it. And maybe part of me feels like, okay, he's good and I'm not good. So Mm. see there again, so many layers to that, another layer. And um, he just, his mind is always going where he just wants to create. Mm. And if I just keep that at the forefront of my mind, when he and I are having those types of conversations, just think about the number of arguments that could have been limited, mitigated in the moment because i would not have taken it so personally okay so i have a question yeah go for it
1: so yes and what let's say you really wanted that couch in the spot like or you wanted to put this you know tchotchke or something somewhere whatever yeah. and he wanted it there but for you it was like no i really want it here
0: if you were to speak up about it, how would that go? You so to have, saying? yeah, completely. Okay. It happens all, right. all the time. So I have spoken up and sometimes it goes into a go around or here's even something else that happens. I'll put something out and I put it in a certain place <laughs> with a few days. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone or moved yeah. and talk about taking it personally I get so freaking upset when he does that. Used to get upset. Yeah. Now, here's what I do. I ask myself a very important question. Okay. Let's see I it. ask myself, <laughs> how important yeah. is it? Is this going to matter to me in five years? Now, if I feel like I'm really being put down in a certain way or something, then maybe it does feel, it may feel important enough for me to use my voice. And maybe I'll say, Hey, you know, I just noticed blah, 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 or this Mm -hmm. feels really important to me. So I'm going to speak up about it. But remember, we talked once before in an episode that I can't control the person's response. It's not about controlling him or making him do anything. It's about me speaking up and say, This is what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And I assert myself again, talking about asserting myself and then letting it go at that. Right. So more and more, I really just ask myself, how important is it? And what I have begun to feel and realize when it comes to things in a house, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not taking my house with me to my grave. I'm not taking couches and furniture with me. And so it's not that important. Mm -hmm. If something is, then I'll speak up about it. Sometimes with like a vacation, now that's a little bit different where the same thing he'll have in his mind where he wants to go, where he wants to stay, when he wants to fly. Now here's where I will speak up and here's where it has been different. And I set a boundary because he likes to take early morning flights like six in the morning, Mm -hmm. 6.30 in the morning. And again, that means often waking up at 3.30 or 4 right. to get to the airport. Right. And for me, that can at times with having this autoimmune, it can trigger me into a flare-up okay. if I wake up and, or if I'm not getting good sleep. Yeah. So that does have a direct impact on me. And so I have asked and requested. And health impact. A health impact where I may not feel well for the rest of the day or even the next day. Mm -hmm. So then I have said, there's two things that I, one I said, and another realization One I said, you know, could we possibly leave at a later time? And then two, I can't complain or be the victim Mm -hmm. if I don't speak up and just allow him to make all the vacation arrangements which right. is what I've done. I've been in the role for mm. 27 years. He's planned every single vacation and he plans out all the details. And I'll, I just allow that to be It's,
1: it's the, right? so opposite in our house. This is hysterical. Yeah, Not, this you is, know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, wow. it's,
0: it's, it's like, great though that we're seeing I, it from a different yeah. lens. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, your husband would be like commiserating with me right here. You know what I mean? Probably. Vice versa. So, but so what I have done actually on a couple of occasions is I show up at a later, a different mm-hmm. day, a later time we've taken several yeah. flights. Yeah. Because now if we're going international and out of the country and it just really makes sense to leave at that time, yeah, you know, then I will just deal at times. But if we're going to Florida, I don't feel – within the United States, I don't feel like I need to get there by 10 in the morning just so I can be at the pool and in the sun by noon. Right. You
1: know? Right. And international, you're already – your sleep's already going to be messed up anyway. It's already going to be – right. Because of –
0: And the flights um, are
1: only so many. I mean, you have less
0: options. Exactly. But when you have options – When I have options, I – have taken those different options and I have flown in later. And so that, so that's when I check in with myself and if it really is important and it really matters, then I will speak up. But again, taking, you know, I used to think to myself way back, like, Oh my God, how come (laughs) you don't think about me? You know what I mean? Taking it so personally and all he's doing is planning a trip. Based upon what his wants and needs are, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's just who he is and how he is. He's not thinking, oh, let me make life miserable for Kim. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not his intention at all. He's just thinking in the moment. And, but I used to get so, uh, so offended. And then there's the other piece from his side
1: or my side (laughs) is, uh, is that I'm doing all this work, making, setting up a vacation takes hours and hours. At least when I yes. do it. I mean, and I'm, my kids have very strong opinions about what we do and where we go. So they're involved in it too. Yes. He's never voiced that it really matters to him. Now, if he did, we'd navigate that. But it's that piece of, I'm doing, doing, doing. You know, ma- that martyrdom piece yes. can come into play too. And it's yes. like, you're complaining. You didn't say anything earlier. So you need to speak up because how am I supposed to know? And vic- then the victim martyr can come into play. And it's, it's like... <laughs> It just shows you how all these different perceptions and the and it comes down to like what you not taking it personally and if it's important then we need to rise into our voice and speak yes. up or like you take different action. Okay, if everyone else wants to go early, I can choose to go later, and it doesn't have a bearing on anything. You're both going to get there when you're comfortable.
0: Yes, and and that's interesting too because so then from his, when I took the later flight, I could see he was a little bit, um, put out, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that I was arriving later or the next day. Mm -hmm. And almost as if he took that a little personally, like I didn't, right. Like I didn't want to be with him on the same Mm -hmm. flight and I didn't want to be there. Like, does she not want to be with me kind of thing? You know, uh, what is the what is this about that she's, did you talk Individuating. About um, I don't know if we had a really, I don't think I really asked, like, are you feeling hurt? I don't think I did that. I just explained yeah. from, the, I did explain why I was taking a different flight. Yeah. And it was because getting up so early in the morning mm-hmm. is not always the best thing for my health. So, yeah. you know, he knew it was not about him. It was, it was about me. Yeah. And, and taking care of my and taking care of myself. Exactly. Self-care, I was taking care of myself. Balance. Yeah. But I will tell you another like big area where I've seen taking personally where it can be really harmful mm-hmm. um, to the sure. other. Okay. So I think when, and definitely for myself, I've been here, but I think when we as parents take our kids speaking up, Mm -hmm. To us personally, right? Right. We talked about this once before. When we say the words, when the words came out of my mouth, how dare you speak to me like that? Mm -hmm. How dare you? That is so shaming, right? To the child and dismissing their feelings and experience of whatever it is they are feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's not easy because often when our kids are speaking up, they don't have the skills or the language to know how to communicate effectively.
1: Right. So when
0: they're angry, when they're hurt, because hurt is always underlying anger, right? right. Anger and is a secondary.
1: Yeah,
0: anger is a secondary emotion. Yeah. Underneath that is always hurt. So when they're hurt it will look, come off like they're angry and they may be snarky. They might be rude or quote unquote, disrespectful. (laughs) You're so disrespectful. (laughs) You know, how dare you disrespect me that way? You, you know, you owe me that, right? All of that. And I don't know. I mean, I certainly wasn't aware of it, Mm -hmm back before doing conscious parenting I was right. so not aware of course not of how I was just playing out patterns repeating mm-hmm. patterns
1: and, and then you throw out that I would never talk to my mom like that
0: as a kid. yes Ooh. I know oh because I wouldn't I didn't oh, gosh no I never did I no. was way too afraid to exactly. speak to my mother or mm-hmm. father that way I would never right and so but even still it's like then you know you just, I just realized like now I'm able to, when I, that behavior shows up, mm-hmm. I so don't get trig- triggered anymore because I know that that's just a behavior. And I'm mm-hmm. in a position now where I can look beneath it. What right. is my son or my daughter really trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. And let me really hear them and hear their experience and not dismiss what they're feeling. Because the moment that I would say, you know, how dare you be so disrespectful? How dare you talk? It just completely glosses over and ignores what they are truly feeling. And now yeah. I have, now I didn't see them, I didn't hear them, and I didn't understand them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's their needs are now unmet. And we couldn't hold space for those big feelings, and couldn't and couldn't hold space because I was taking it too personally, right, right, too personally. I think it's so important to highlight that. Yeah, it's huge, and and you
1: have the skill set now to do that. I mean, as do I, and I still. I mean, I was drawn in for a couple minutes yesterday. I won't go into all the details, but I was drawn in. You know, there was some large big feelings being shared and I got drawn in and then I walked away. And <laughs> I mean, and I just love, love my kids. And they're like, you're going to regret what you, that you got mad. <laughs> like, yeah, you're probably right. But it was literally, you know, within two or three minutes, it's like, okay, reconnect to my heart, feel, yeah, do all of this. And then we can, ha- and then, you know, it's fine, but it's, it's recognizing, pausing. It's not personal, okay. And if I'm taking it's personal, then it has it's all on me, hundred percent.
0: It my is my responsibility to
1: clean up my stuff.
0: Because, it's so true. It's know? so true, and and it's hard when we're when we are not aware that we're doing that. And that's why mm-hmm. I feel like it is so valuable. That you and I are doing this podcast because even if it just can help raise awareness just for one person,
1: that might
0: one time, one little moment, one little experience of where you see it differently with your child or with you know, it can make such a difference.
1: It can. And I mean, and you talk to parents. Mm -hmm and not just parents anyone who has any sort of relationship which mm. is every human being right yeah yeah um it's just what relationship you're talking about friendship coworker whatever that when you know but i'll just use parenting just cuz we've been talking about it yeah and when you think back to those moments like you'd give yourself a gold star like i really handled that well it's because mm. you didn't take it personal yeah Because you were able to meet your child where they're at. You were able to see the feelings that they were having and work through it. And those are the moments. They're not easy, but those are the moments where you talk to any parent and they're like, I rocked it. Yeah. I want to do that again. And so if people Uh. listening can do that again, and then you do it again, and then you mess up 10 times, but then you do it again. That's how it gets integrated. And that's how we start to see our kids and ourselves. And that's how
0: things change because it's inside out. It's such a good feeling when you can do it differently. I'll just share um, an example, but I'm not going to give details just to protect the privacy of, you know, my son. And so we just had a situation just yesterday and over the last few days. And can I just tell you that I spent three to four days just going inward mm-hmm. and inward and processing all of my own feelings to really yeah. make sure like where I was triggered what I was being triggered about not making it about me and healing the parts within me right so that when I had when my husband and I had this conversation with him last night that I came from such a clear space mm-hmm. and my communication was just very direct and spot on and ju- just clear. And of course I was um, doing some boundary setting and you know, having some hard conversations and his reactions were of anger. He did feel defensive and he was coming back with things that, could easily have triggered me. Mm -hmm. I could easily have taken it personally. Yeah. Husband did take it personally and he spewed back something that was very hurtful Mm -hmm. toward my son. And I was able to, because I'd worked on it for days, able to put press a pause and Mm -hmm. say, okay, wait a second wait a second, like, A, that's not okay. And B, just allowed space and said, Ryan, you know, that's not okay. And then just what is going on? What is underneath? And he just like at that moment broke down Mm -hmm. and opened up. So he was able to express his hurt and express his pain. And I was able to then have space. And then my husband was like, Oh, okay. Wow. You know? And then he was able to like, you know, back down as well and just allow for that. And it shifted the whole entire conversation mm. where we really then started listening to him. We started listening to what he needs from us. Beautiful. And the whole conversation just ended up in a different direction. It could have been, it, it could have ended right there where right. if we didn't take that pause and redirect. After that hurtful thing was said, it could have been like, okay, either more screaming or more yelling, more hurtful mm-hmm. things said, yeah. and then walking off and disconnecting even more. He would right. take off, we would take off, go our separate ways, and there would be more disconnection.
1: Exactly.
0: Whereas because we were able to come back around and allow him, and, and because I wasn't, well, I wasn't taking it personally. I could mm-hmm. see that he was in pain. Yeah. Yeah allowed him to express that, we were able to then connect with him. That's so beautiful. And, and in such a different way. So, and my point, thank you. And my point in saying that is, I felt like after the whole thing was done, like one, energized, and two, I felt really good about the way it ended. You know? So great. And, yeah, so it just, it takes a lot of work and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of time, but it is so worth it like you were saying, for any relationship.
1: yeah. When I, and what I love about what you just shared, too, was you showed and demonstrated in this experience you had last night that it wasn't just you showing up and not taking it personally because there was a triad dynamic
0: mm-hmm.
1: and recognizing that it could be one-on-one and the same thing could have happened, that you can get triggered and then you can still repair you can still come back. And so it, it didn't yeah. have to end there where it could have, but because you stayed present and felt and recognized yeah. that you were able to help re-steer and repair a situation. So it's not always this easy thing that just happens. You just demonstrated it. it gets messy, but we oh, move yeah. through the mess. We move through the mess and we reconnect and listen and Oh, yeah. what a beautiful gift you just shared with all our listeners! Just yeah. that this is this is exactly what it is. It's not sunshine and roses. Once you become more aware, it's no. still messy. It's still very hard,
0: very messy. It was very messy, but you did. And all it was all a lot of work. work. I did too. all the prep work. Yes, and I think that's that was really, I believe, a big part of it. That was the key mm, factor because I wasn't. I didn't have all that murkiness inside of me going on. Like I went into my triggers. What what were my fears about the situation, about what his behavior? And I went in and Mm. I felt the feelings. You have to Eh. feel to heal. That's right. You have to feel (laughs) to heal. And I went in and I felt my fears. Mm. And I said, what is the worst thing? That could possibly happen what am I right. most afraid of right and of course the biggest ultimate is the fear of him dying
1: mm-hmm. and losing
0: him and I went into that and I just felt that and then I was able mm. to come back to telling myself I have amazing coping skills no matter what happens yes I'm going to be okay. And that was, mm-hmm. that was the inner work of exactly. reparenting parenting my inner child. Wow. Because it's my inner child, right? It's our yeah. inner child yeah. that has those scary big feelings. Mm-hmm. So that's what when we say go in and do the inner work and feel those feelings. Right. We're re-parenting our inner child. And then mm-hmm. when my adult showed up in that conversation... Where a lot of times my inner child is showing up.
1: Oh, more often than not for most people. More often
0: than not. Yeah. yeah. And, and even and us. when we're take, and us, exactly. And when we take things personally, it's our inner child. Right. Not wanting to be exactly. wounded. Right. So that's exactly. why that happens.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. we're bypassing the feelings. Bypassing the, the feelings.
1: It's too hard to feel. We think it's too hard to feel. But once you yes. do, I mean, it took you what, three days, you said? <laughs> At least. You know, and so yeah. it just takes time. But it if does. you if you take the time, you just created an experience last night for the three of you. Yeah. To come together and move forward. Now, does that mean there's not gonna be bumps in the road? Of course not.
0: No, there will but be it more.
1: means the foundation is there. Mm-hmm. And that connection and and being seen and heard and not rejected because of whatever feeling or something comes up. Or behavior, whatever it
0: is, I mean, yeah. that's that's life changing
1: right there. It is.
0: And everyone <laughs> just the three of us all felt so much mm-hmm. better after, and you could feel that there is more connection. We connected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> wow. All because yeah. of
1: not taking things personally. I know. I mean, and more, but really if you if you can let go of the Taking it personally, everything else can fall into place because then you're able to go within more. Yeah. Cause you can't go within if you're still taking it personally.
0: No, because you are up here in your head. You know, you're you're triggered, mm-hmm. right? You're limbic. Because exactly. if you're taking something personally, you feel like you've just been attacked. And we talk, we've been talking yeah. about the limbic system a lot. So, if I feel I'm being attacked, and that's how my husband felt like my son was being rude or disrespectful, he felt attacked. And so then he's completely operating from his limbic system, from the mind. Mm -hmm. And when you're there, then you're cut off from the heart, right? You're cut off from the neck
1: down, you're in your stories.
0: And repeating those
1: patterns of when you were hurt before. Yes. It's not even related to the
0: situation in the moment. Yeah. That goes back to you have to. The inner child. The inner child. You have to Mm -hmm. feel to heal. Exactly. You have to feel those wounds Mm -hmm. and heal those wounds.
1: And then that allows in that situation for your husband and your son to be able to connect to their hurt. Yes, yeah. Because when we're lashing out and being disrespectful or angry or whatever it is, I mean, those are all anger's valid at times, of course. It's a feeling, right? You know, and obviously it's multi-layered feeling. Um, But it allows that ability instead of continued lashing to go within. And you, I mean, it sounds like you witnessed the full circle of that. I really more work to do. Sure, there always is. But yeah, but you ended with reconnecting
0: to feelings. And he was able to, my son was able to go to the hurt, which was, I feel like I'm not good enough by the things you and dad say and do makes Mm -hmm. me feel bad. Like to be able to say that and then to be able to have us step back and then take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Again, Hard. can easily go into taking it personally and say, "What do you mean? What do you mean? I what didn't do you mean mean that. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean by that? I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. After all, I've done for you, you're going to sit here and
1: complain, right? I mean, that reminds me. I'm going to pop this up really quick because it it showed up on my feed from Brené Brown this morning. Oh, it's a great quote. Exactly what this. In order to empathi- empathize with someone's experience, you must be willing to believe them as they see it and not how you imagine their experience to be. Because oh, it was not It was about your son's experience. Exactly. Even if you didn't mean to harm him, because I can yeah. relate to all of that, and I, every parent can, right? Yeah. Because it's a dynamic that shows up pretty much in every family. But it doesn't matter what we think or say. Right. It, it matters you have to connect and empathize to their experience, the other's experience.
0: Yeah. I- exactly because I think we said something along the lines or he was saying something my husband along the lines of well I'm only doing that mm-hmm. out of love. You know, I'm only concerned and care about you and out of love mm-hmm. and my son was like but my experience is
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I feel you don't trust that I can do this on my own. Wow. I don't believe, I don't trust that you believe in me enough that I can do it on my own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and in reality, the way many kids are raised, it's a common feeling. It's coming, you know, the whole helicopter, lawnmower, yes. snowplow, whatever
0: you want to call it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> whatever layer of that we are. Yes. Um, as, as I shared Way, many times in the episodes how I would go up and order the ice cream for him mm-hmm. and speak for him you know, all the time, mm-hmm. not realizing that every one of those actions was, mm-hmm. in a way, telling him, you're not capable of speaking up for yourself. So therefore, mm-hmm. I must speak up for you. Right? I must take care of it for you and handle it for you. Because it's easier that way. It's easier. And look at the pattern from when he was little to, to just now. He's almost 21. And that pattern is still there. Right. And we all have our own patterns from our own childhood. Exactly. That's why I yeah.
1: love Julie Lithcott Hames book, how to raise an adult. Cause she talks about a lot of that, mm. you know, cause it is, it's like, we think we're helping yeah. and it's out of love.
0: Completely. And no one's
1: discounting that either of those are not true. And they and, grow
0: up. Yeah, Exactly. Wow. This is, this is really awesome. And really the things that we talked about and that we were talking about in this episode are both areas in which we both help other people. I mean, you work right. with parents all the time in parent coaching, and then I work... And, and you work with the inner child too, because that oh, is yeah. a part... That's right. a part of what you do in conscious parenting is you help parents to... See mm-hmm. the inner child and see and how reparent that's themselves and reparent like themselves. Yeah, yes. And then I go into limiting beliefs, old mm-hmm. negative thought mm-hmm. patterns through hypnosis and help people to undo that. And you can act, you access the subconscious. Yes, that in talking things through, we can't always access exactly. And then how well, to that's change? Important, it. right? So it's getting to that root, to so the root underlying mm-hmm. cause of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: yeah. It all, it all melds together and, and it's such important work because, you know, and particularly in relationships because we're shifting the world. We're not, it's, it starts with you, but it ripples out. And when you're dealing with the next generation, that's going to influence the next generation and the next generation. I mean, the more we can break these patterns that we have had for generations
0: the more we're going to help i don't know how true it is or not but i did um hear a uh, energy worker say once that when one person like you are if you change if you do the inner work and you change patterns that it can have a ripple effect for three generations forward i believe and it. three generations back i don't oh. know how the backwards yeah, works it'd be interesting to understand that Just to think that even three generations forward, not only my kids, but my grandkids and my great-grandkids can have a different outcome or a different path from just the work.
1: I wonder if the backwards piece, and I don't know, I'm just guessing, is because we're shifting our DNA and our epigenetics piece.
0: She was speaking about genes somehow, but how does that go backwards? I still don't know. it's the,
1: okay, hold on. I got to think about it.
0: The science in you, the
1: engineer brain. Yeah, so, brain? <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, so
1: we were in our grandmother's womb because of the egg in our mother.
0: Yes. I, so that's yep. our
1: generation, our mother's generation, and our grandparents. So that's three generations, including ourselves, and so, whatever our grandmother—and I know it goes back further because our grandmother was carrying her great-grand—you know—was carried in her great-grandmother. Yeah. You know, so if that's imprinted, that trauma is imprinted, that pattern is imprinted in our DNA. And I am not speaking from expertise. I'm just thinking this out. Just thinking. So don't it take this. Through. Whoever <laughs> listening, do not do not quote me on any of this, and do not yes. take it as gospel. This, this is not Tia's work. This, no, I'm just. Guessing. (laughs) Yes. So so we have our grandparents' stuff in us, right? Yeah. That trauma that, you know, because that's been proven epigenetic-wise. Yes. That we carry that. So if we're healing it today in us, we're healing it from before because we're breaking that pattern three generations ago or two whatever it is. And so moving forward, then it makes sense because you know, it's passing along. So it comes back, you know, like, I mean, Dr. Shefali's one is a million, right? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think you are right. Because when this person was telling me that she was referencing the biology of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's and the epigenetics is what she was studying and talking about. So I think you're right. Fascinating. So fascinating. So empowering to know that. Yes, You know, just by taking the time and doing the work, it's definitely made a difference in my own life and how I feel and how I show up, but to think about the fact that it can help so many. Mm -hmm. And again, if you and I, through this podcast and YouTube, if we were able to help one person reach one person and they make changes, Mm -hmm. how that ripples out. It's incredible. So cool. We're all connected. It is. Wow. Yes, what a enlightening, energizing podcast this one was. We're ready to just go out there and keep ready to
1: go. Yeah. Not taking it personally, right? Yes. So if someone says something to you today, who as you're listening to this podcast, and you notice yes. that you're taking it personal, just stop. Yeah, notice, just notice, start there. Just notice. And even if you don't notice in the moment, if you notice when you go to bed at night. Yeah, that's a start. We're not Completely. talking, it, it doesn't start in the moment usually. It usually starts
0: reflecting back. Exactly. And, and also I'll just add right. in one last little hint. If you are the one who is saying or doing something that is offending mm-hmm. another. Thank you for bringing You know, up. you can cl- just clarify that because I will yeah. just say very quickly, there are times when my, like my daughter loves to get hugs. She's just a hugger. And so she'll ask for a hug. And sometimes I just you know I'm not you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not in in the space for it, yeah, and she'll feel like, "Oh, do you not love me Aww. you know and I just say to her over and over right. that I'm in a particular space right now, I'm in a funky energy right now, it has zero to do with you, right I absolutely one hundred percent love you. I love hugging you, but in this moment, right. I'm in a space right, and now she'll say to me, it's so cute, she'll say. She asks for a hug and I'm like, uh, she was like, mom, I only want it to be authentic. <laughs> you know, she laughs with, at me so only if it's authentic. You don't want to give me a hug. Don't give it. I love it.
1: What so, a gift.
0: Yeah. So keeping in mind that if you're saying you can just be to the person, you know, listen, don't take it personally. I'm just, it's me right now. It's about me. Not about you. Yep. Oh, so much there's our tidbit for today. That's right.
1: We're looking forward to having you
0: join us on another episode. (laughs) Yes. Thank you all for listening, for viewing. And don't forget if you liked what you heard to hit subscribe, follow, like, do a review wherever, whatever platform you're on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining
0: us for this episode of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. Live your life.
1: See you next time on Masks Off.